a software engineer's life is very monotonous. It's black and white. I tell you, <laughs> not very fascinating. I try to learn from people, from circumstances. Every person will impact you in some or the other way. Welcome to the Panda Explores podcast season 2 where we explore the mindset of a person to learn from their journey struggle vulnerability and figure out how to be one person better every single day If this is your first time here make sure you subscribe us over Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends and family Today we have Y Komal with us Komal has recently joined Google as a software engineer leaving Microsoft keeping a significant good record in the academics and activities in NIT Warangal she was definitely one of the most influential figures among the software enthusiasts today in this fun conversation we have discussed how does the life of a software engineer look like why people fail to join their dream companies how to use your surroundings in helping you to achieve your destination and how to maintain a balance between sincerity and fun so honestly like there is a no secret or if there is one i'm still trying to figure it out but uh, what i have done personally from my end i'll tell you that so i have always been a keen learner i try to learn from people from circumstances from uh, and these people have been my friends my colleagues i've got great managers i got a wonderful mentor and besides that uh, there have been a lot many experiences that i've had and uh, my professors through podcasts through reading materials wherever i could learn from i kept learning every day and i try to put all of that learning into practice so in order to put that learning into practice i always had some mini goals planned for me Mm-hmm. like the first mini goal that i had was to get csc in a decent college and it warangal was not a plan mm-hmm. similarly when it came to like when i came into it warangal and i realized that okay uh, there's a thing called merit scholarship so i wanted to get that merit scholarship that was the only goal then when i came to second year i came to know that something called internships happen where you get the chance of getting a you and all and this was all new so i thought okay my uh, like next goal is to get a decent internship so that i can like uh, get job security and i always wanted to apply for an off campus company and understand how the off campus interview process works okay so that was the reason i like again like took an off campus interview i can say like i have like uh, a destiny has been with me and I've, i'm really grateful to to the fact that i have uh, like these goals that people have in mind i have gotten to get that very early in career and it also makes me humble ki like and it motivates me ki what i'm doing and how i'm learning i should like continue learning and become a better version of myself that's that's really great to hear actually there's a famous graph by jack butcher So it's like whenever you are focused too much on the work it seems like the work is going like a zigzag fashion but when you zoom out a little bit you understand that you actually came in a long way so yeah it's all about zooming in and zooming out and understanding life in a better way and it feels like you are kind of a person who is always love to zoom in and focus on the next big step and it actually 
resembles with the okay. mindset of priyanka chopra uh, so she had a podcast with jay shetty where she told that uh, my purpose of life is focusing on the next big step that's all i have in my life and that's what keeps me driving so it's safe to say that it's the source of motivation for you in your life it is true like i am always constantly thinking what i should be doing next step from now like if i have achieved x uh, i want to like target y for instance and if i am not achieving it i always think like okay y can still be reached and whenever i have met some person who was extremely focused on the next big step so mainly they go with the identity based approach so there are two kinds of approach of our life one thing is you can directly aim for the target i have to reach there and i'll put my hard work in order to reach there so that's what you see when you zoom out a little bit but when you actually zoom in and focus on the next big step you are not focusing to get into google you are focusing to be a good coder right so you are becoming that identity first and that identity is helping you to reach that step that's a really good thing to hear so yeah as i was talking about how did you get interested in coding So this is like a very like, age long story. So I was in ninth standard. I was in ICE, and uh, we had Java in our syllabus. And I was a magu kid. I used to mug up everything. Like I had geography and history in my fingertips. Great. To that extent. <laughs> so I tried mugging up computers, and we were at loggerheads. Like I completely failed, miserably failed. So that's when I realized that I need help. I cannot like this is not working out. Mugging up is certainly not the way you go about for computer science. So I asked my friends around and asked, uh, where do they go for tuitions? So they suggested me one such tuition, and it had a small batch. So I thought that okay, uh, this uh, tutor can give me like some personal attention also. So this would be good. So I joined that tuition, and my tuition sir's name was Neil Sir. and uh, the way he taught and the way he explained the concepts actually got me interested this is like it said like a teacher uh, like acts as a guiding light uh, and mm-hmm. helps you see your path clearly he was the one for me and in our summer vacation uh, during our 10th standard we had this java project wherein we had to like uh, make a small uh, working yeah application not exactly an application a console which says that hey do something hmm. do something etc so he made it i did not make it but that's when i thought that okay let me try and improve it like add some extra feature add uh, some understand the code flow and that's when i started experimenting encountering bugs resolving them and yeah that's how the journey started and i started realizing that it makes me happy to do something like that and then i also helped my uh, friends uh, make their own projects and that's how like the love for computer science started that's a really unique story because most of the time people get interested in csc because the other top ranker people are going to csc <laughs> that's why i have to follow the trend even i was forced by the uh, people i was surrounded with to go for csc like don't focus on the college it doesn't matter where you are going but go for cse but thank god i didn't choose that because i wanted to choose something that totally resonates with me 
and i figured Good. that out after entering the college so to me college was really important you know you first came to know about cse from your friends so there's of course an influence of the friend circle so my friends have like influenced me a lot like i can start from my 11th standard my school bestie shruti and i used to go together we were uh, both from icse backgrounds and we shifted to cbse recently and we had c++ and we both knew so we used to experiment in the uh, computer lab and stuff and we used to love it uh, besides that uh, we had a small school competition in that uh, we both participated together and we won it and that was the time uh, that win uh, was like a very small thing but for us back in 12th standard it was a big big deal and that was when we both decided that okay this is something which we want to pursue that was when like we wanted uh, we decided that no matter whatever college we go to, through je we are only going to select here and uh, after that uh, college happened and in college shivani was my constant coding buddy from first year we were in wsc together mm-hmm. second year we were like uh, sitting in the corridor discussing dsa problems we used to give so many contests together helping each other learn so uh, like besides that also there are so many people in my branch who have helped me like when you are around a friend circle who is like who knows coding and who thinks about coding problems mm-hmm. you get a new perspective to solve yeah. right you get many ideas you understand what could have been the edge cases that you would have missed out or probably what are the contests that are going around mm-hmm. and uh, which you could participate in to polish your skills or uh, even like for instance uh, what is the uh, problem that the world is uh, facing which you uh, could jump in and help your coding skills could help in that way uh, even like when i was working at microsoft uh, mm-hmm. i had great colleagues who like later translated into friends and i've learned so much from them like i used to approach a task very like i used to just uh, approach the task without thinking about the design or the bigger picture they helped me understand the bigger picture they helped me like uh, understand what are the best engineering and design practices that i should be following what are the resources i should refer in order to like become a better developer myself so yeah friends is like influenced me throughout that's really interesting we often talk about our habits but actually our brain associates our habit with the environment so the environment where we grow up where we go actually helps us a lot in reinforcing the habit so whenever you enter that environment your brain gets a signal that okay i'm in that environment i have to do one job so in your case whenever you surrounded yourself with the buddies who are interested in coding so it feels like it helped you to build a habit of uh, building new stuff in cse right but when we talk about our friend circle there are two elements one is talking about growth how our career will be what will be our next project and the next thing is how to have fun let's do something really weird that doesn't even make sense so how did you make a balance between you know an urge to have fun in the college and focus on winning the competition winning the competition okay so basically i don't uh, associate myself with uh, like in a very humble way that uh, people around me are my competitors i honestly believe that uh, they have their own journey to uh, 
success and uh, they have their own set of hurdles which are uh, blocking them uh, from achieving their next goal mm-hmm. or uh, slowing their pace in many ways so probably not competition but uh, yeah i'll say that i have always been ambitious and i always knew that i want to do xyz in my life mm-hmm. so i made some mini goals and i always was focused towards them coming to the fun element <laughs> <laughs> like people who know me know that i am like crazy when i'm uh, having fun and they have to actually stop me that komal relax relax kuch nahi hua otherwise like uh, i always try to prioritize and deprioritize stuff uh depending upon at what phase i was like if there is a deadline or if there is something which needs my immediate attention like for example my internship then i would prioritize my work but if there is something which i could delay or there is something like uh, like for example in my family when i knew that the time that i have with my friends is very less and the time that i'm spending with them now will not be the same one year yeah so that's when i prioritize them over whatever i wanted to learn or anything yeah so depending upon the circumstances depending upon how i want to take uh, it was a very real time decision i we had uh, impromptu trips also we had a decent number of impromptu trips and we learned a lot from there there were some memories that i still like when i see the photos of them like it helped me stay afloat during all of this time so yeah i tried to create a balance that yeah so i was actually reading a newsletter and uh, there was one specific passage that really resonates with your thought and uh, that passage was talking about how to deal with your overwhelming to do list for example in your case you have uh, your coding practice or the next exam and you have your friend circle as well you have to take care of them as well so that's a really overwhelming to do list actually the to do list can be handled by doing three things first of all is understanding your non negotiable understand what's the uh, thing you cannot negotiate it has to come so you have to put in your effort the second thing is delegation delegation is divide your work properly like if if it is possible to do the work with someone else you divide that work and the third point was delay delay is mostly it is associated with something like unproductive work but delaying is actually a productive task so understanding what is your non negotiable and delaying the rest of the task is really an uh, innovative or i should i say smart approach to deal with your to do list right so let's talk about computer science association like csea okay so you have a brilliant like experience of being a leader so how was the experience of leading the computer science association in nit warangal so uh let me like start with how actually that top gensec thing happened mm-hmm. so in it was very coincidental sanjeevi sir wanted to have someone uh, host his ml conference that he was organizing and i happened to organ- uh, host that ml conference and that's how he came to know about me and that's how like i got to be the gensec it was uh, not based on any skills or something uh, also uh, when i got to be the gensec then i realized that i was shouldered a lot of responsibility and uh, i couldn't have done anything without my team i owe it all to them they have like my find your team i'm still like we still have a lot of uh, interactions 
and we still uh, reminisce the time that uh, when we were organizing probably the first devathon and stuff like that so uh, how csea helped me when i was a gensec so i was a very like i used to rehearse conversations with my four to five times before actually having a conversation with the person and csea changed that like when i was the gensec i was supposed to have like a lot of conversations be it with professors be it with a uh, staff be it uh, with uh, while we were taking some interviews uh be it with uh, like people outside the college when we were having collaborations with them and uh, trying to get in folks for uh, talking etc so i had so many conversations that it helped me overcome that stage fright it helped me overcome that fear of uh, judgment the fear of uh, like uh, prop uh, in a way like help me talk out loud and clearly without having to rehearse basically <laughs> and other than that uh, it helped me grow as a leader it helped me understand the importance of uh, a team and how a single person cannot do everything but a team can mm-hmm. and uh, we like it also helped me create a lot of like fun memories which uh, still remain with we've had after parties we have done everything in the world so yeah like it helped me grow a lot mm-hmm. so it feels like you have a vast experience of touching a lot of lives actually uh, you have inspired <laughs> a lot of person <laughs> i'm inspired by i am inspired by a lot of <laughs> if like you know i'm being able to inspire two three that's like more than enough <laughs> Okay, so do you know we had another CSA Gensec here in the podcast in season one, Sahiti Yeramali. Yeah, she was very nice, and her mindset actually resembles with yours a lot. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, and we all know how successful she is right now. Like, is it always on the perfect track? Is it going on the smooth journey? It shouldn't be. I I know there has been some tough times. There has been some rough times. So, is there anything like you face? Like, no, life is being a little bit hard on me. Okay, so like me saying it uh, might sound like she's just having Ananya Pandey kind of struggles. <laughs> but, but everyone has uh, struggles. Let's give everyone respect for that. <laughs> so probably like uh, there have been times when i have uh, thought of many things like mm-hmm. i wanted things to happen a certain way because i had aspired them to be one such incident was my 10th standard i believe like uh, and that's when like i was in my 5th or 6th standard i had gone to a prize night and there was this one senior that we had and she won all the prize that year and uh, Uh, like we used to get prizes for uh, uh, all the ten standard people used to get prizes for highest in X subject, highest in Y subject, and she got the uh, she got all the prizes. And uh, the chief guest was also in awe of her, and she got some ninety eight point six percent. And uh, I wanted to be that. I wanted to like uh, I aspired to be someone like her. Mm-hmm. Not getting all the prizes, but that was something that I always dreamed of. and uh, then 10th standard happened there was uh, a lot of uh, family issues that were happening around but i tried to keep my peace and i had promised my grandmother that uh, you know she asked me one day that uh, why do you like want to 
mm-hmm. pursue uh, like why are you studying so much so i said oh, that i want to get this 98.6% and i want to take go on that stage and have that proud feeling for myself uh and the next day she passed it so that was one thing that always stayed with me that this is something which i have to fulfill this 98.6% i need to get it and when i didn't get it eventually in like when the results came and i did not get that whatever percentage i got uh i was totally heartbroken i thought that your like whatever hard work you put in will never yield into results it's all bogus people like just say it for the sake of saying it and hard work never gives you anything etc etc i stopped studying to j at that time i started to j previously i was doing kind of decent but after that like my scores drastically dropped down because i just lost interest in everything somehow like till the end of 11 started i happened to gather myself i realized that okay just one such failure cannot stop me and i happened to like start picking up but by the time i picked up it was already late so in 12 standard i was revising let it try i was understanding what i was and towards the end like i started understanding 12 standard jo bhi hai and i did decent in my boards i did decent in my uh, i got fair enough marks which was sufficient for me to get cs in the night varanga and yeah that's all like you even people like most of everyone uh, like knows about how i just managed to clear the last rank <laughs> i was the closing rank of cs in the night varanga that oh. year so yeah and now now you are the most successful one in that batch No, no, no. <laughs> Juniors is what better. <laughs> There are so many people who are doing so many amazing things, like you yourself. No, not at all. <laughs> NIT Warangal, CSC, Microsoft, next uh, Google. So after reaching the peak, there has to be some next step. What's the next step for you? What's your next big thing? So currently, like from what I have understood, research mm-hmm. for over like. Three to four months, or maybe more. I guess I have realized that uh, I want to pursue MBA, and I want to pursue MBA only from the US. So I'm just planning towards it. I'm trying to understand the process. I'm trying to understand uh, what are the requirements from my end. What are the ways I can improve my profile, stuff like that, and trying to interact with more people to get a clearer picture because it's a huge investment like, mm-hmm. and i cannot plan it out in yeah. any random way so i've been like looking into my financials trying to invest here and there so that mm-hmm. uh, not here and there of course like yeah. proper research based mm-hmm. investment and like uh, i have been looking into uh, the curriculum i've been trying to understand how yeah. it could add a value to me and mm-hmm. uh, what i could add a value to that class whichever i'm pursuing mba mm-hmm. and yeah i've been like going through webinars a lot many recordings i've interacted with some people also yeah. yeah that is where i'm trying to carve out my path so you're still not ready to stop you're still going at, <laughs> no. at, at your at your own pace even after going into google <laughs> okay dheere <laughs> dheere taking oh. mini steps that's a really good thing actually getting your source of inspiration constantly So what do you feel like do you even had any point of time that you felt like okay i need to stop right now 
i don't need to grow i have achieved enough <laughs> so no that that uh, hasn't come yet probably like uh, because i as i said like i am too mm. ambitious i like don't limit my ambitions or dreams by any constraint ki ye nahi ho payega like let's give it a try nahi hoga to nahi hoga we'll see we can like discover mm. all of that later and uh, i have realized that uh, it's okay to fail it's uh, i'll i and i don't take failures very i cry a lot <laughs> a lot actually and i uh, tend to uh, isolate myself i don't deal with failures nicely but that is a constant turning process that i'm trying to embark myself that how i can try to be a better uh, i can try to be better at dealing with failures also probably two years down the line i might realize that nahi ho raha mba nahi hone wala this is not something which i can do uh, and probably i might feel at it but uh, the fact that i put in that effort and i try to achieve it it says that journey is very fulfilling i think yeah of course so i always try to like mark a milestone but not uh, the milestone makes me happy the journey does of course so i try to like live through the journey mm-hmm. of course that should be our actual goal that in the journey of achieving something we gather enough experience that will help us to heal ourselves after we fail like in the case if we fail and of course uh, it seems like you are a very humble person you have enough gratitude what's the source of it because once you start to achieve so many things you have a confidence that everything is under my control but the thing is nothing in the universe is certain we all abide by the law of probability but when you are winning at such a high rate it's impossible to understand the fact that you are actually guided by some higher force or like a probabilistic universe so what's the source of that uh, humility or gratitude in your life <laughs> okay so uh, i have become this person after like being that kind of person that you were talking about yeah and like i uh, obviously like mm-hmm. when i was uh, like in my school i was uh, topping the class all of that did come to me and i was crowded by all of my thoughts mm-hmm. but then what i realized when i looked at my grandparents uh, and understood their journey their story how they have like come up from and my parents first yeah. how from where they have come how they have helped me and my brother grow irrespective of having x number of problems around and never like even put uh, allowed a shadow of it to fall into mm-hmm. our uh, everyday lives uh, i realized that probably it's uh, that uh, what do you call ego confidence jo bhi hai it is uh, very small in comparison to what they have done to me and they have given me like not everyone is privileged to have uh, this kind of uh, like education or whatever you say like uh, you are you and me are privileged that we got a chance to be mm-hmm. at an iit of course and uh, none of it does uh, translate like none of it would have been possible unless uh, behind us there were a mm-hmm. lot of sacrifices behind you also there might have been a lot of sacrifices that did take place 
so when i look back and look at all of these things i don't see like any reason for me to be egoistic or confident about the fact that i have achieved a lot in my life whatever i've done is uh, for them will continue to be uh, for them my uh, grandparents are not there anymore so whenever i do something i just remember them look at them pray to them that thank you for making me the person that i am i look at my parents thank them for making me the person that i am and whatever i do i do it with a smile on their face and yeah, that keeps me just going and going and going and you know like when i got the offer from google i specifically called people and said listen if my attitude changes and i try to get all of that egoistic and all you will tell me that i am not that kind of person that i used to be wow. and correct me bring me back to that <laughs> bring me back and tell me that hey komal this is not your uh, not the way you were supposed to be and chalo theek ho jao and this is something which i had a conversation with some of my friends and told them ki please tell me because i don't want to be that person it's very rare actually all right so <laughs> right now the rest of the podcast will focus only for the juniors all the coders aspiring coders who want to be at a particular place say google okay so just have a glimpse of the life of a software engineer how does it look like a software engineer's life is very monotonous it's black and white i tell you <laughs> not very fascinating <laughs> like the way i'll tell you is you like such may software engineer banna but it's fulfilling i'll tell you how so we have basically most of the industries follow this agile pattern where you are supposed to uh, break down a certain story into a set of tasks you are given a certain time frame within which you are supposed to deliver all your tasks okay and uh, every sprint and uh, you have a demo it's like uh, you have your midterm exams coming and you have to present it in front of the uh, upper management say your manager your director and people like that come to see how you have developed your feature mm-hmm. and uh, besides that uh, yeah life like you are continuously uh, bugged like mm-hmm. you told that chalo chalo x number of bugs have come production has stopped working your server has uh, overloaded xyz uh, continuously you'll have problems like that so it does get monotonous after a point when you like uh, initially it might also be very daunting you might have that imposter syndrome where you start feeling that nahi samajh mein aa raha hai what is this this 10 20 black lines of code where where do i start when do i end so stuff will be really daunting at the beginning but when you get a hang of it after a point of time you'll feel like acha this only have to do it might get monotonous also yeah what in what is interesting on the other end is the fact that when you present that demo right and your feature gets merged into production and you start seeing people are using it you start seeing that telemetry and everything you uh, and when you resolve a bug okay yeah. after like putting hours of effort that feeling itself is very full Yeah. like for me it was and whenever we have resolved many bugs we used to get in call together mm-hmm. and uh, we used to resolve bugs mm-hmm. and during that process i made uh, like my colleagues turned into my friends and uh, like the process is very fulfilling so yeah when you actually like get a result from what you were trying to achieve 
when your yeah. bug when your code works when your bug gets resolved yeah. or when your code gets merged into production all of that it does like uh, reward you in that yeah so most of the cases i have seen people going into cse or like applying for a software job just because they were uh, they saw an enormous opportunity to get a huge salary people do that especially not in cse the other non cse branch people i have seen people applying for a software job just because there's a ample opportunity to get a high salary so the thing is uh, as you told that it's going to get a little bit daunting task there will be a lot of boredom to solve mm-hmm. all the bugs but success is all about finding fun in that boredom right and whoever yeah, finds that fun it becomes fulfilling for them others start to complain yeah. that it there's nothing in being a software engineers and i actually grew okay. up listening to these lines that don't go for an it there's nothing for you because you have to sit in front of that computer all day long solving all the problems but there's fun in solving that as well correct yeah. yeah, right. um, so if you like running after mm-hmm. money or uh, anything see money will come to you if you are a good software engineer money will come to you yeah. sooner or later you might not be earning x like number of lakhs that you imagined you wanted to earn but down the line 10 to 15 years later you will be earning way more than that yeah. so money will come but if you are not fulfilled by the job that you are doing if you are not happy doing that what will you do about that yeah of course especially when you are actually giving 8 hours 9 hours a day that means one third yeah. a day is given so that has to be a little bit of fulfilling in your life so for a college student who is aspiring to be a software engineer in a reputed company what are the chances of failure like what are the reasons uh, behind his or her failure so post getting into a software engineering field or pre getting into software engineering uh i mean he wants to go into the college student yeah college, college students so the number one thing that uh, probably would uh, be is uh, following people uh, blindly like x person said that competitive programming or participating in hackathons will lead to success mm-hmm. so i measure my success with their equation that they have suggested so that is one big reason because uh, if you are like aspiring to be a software engineer the person interviewing you does not only look at your coding skills but also beyond they want someone who can collaborate someone who can like uh, uh handle pressure someone uh, who will not like uh, who will empathize with the other employees needs and uh, not escalate everything to their manager so there are many other behavioral aspects to which they look into when they are conducting a software interview a software yeah interview for a software engineering yeah. role or any role for that matter so carving out your own journey and explaining to a person uh, your journey and how it has been fulfilling for you is more important than like uh, solving probably 1000 questions on you so you uh, hold your own journey that is something like you command your own journey something which i strongly believe in yeah. and for me my journey was mostly around understanding the concepts and probably focusing on the application later my first and most of the time sp- uh, spent was on understanding the concept if you look also i might not have like solved 1000 questions at least on leadcode or any other platform for that matter or all platforms even combined 
my focus has always been that i understand each of the concepts so that when i am given a question or any problem i can replicate my understanding and that is what an interviewer is looking for they don't want the solution they want your way of thinking the way you understand and make them understand the way uh, the way you are approaching the problem mm. if your approach is correct that is fair enough for the interviewer if you can reach the solution well and good that's a bonus for you but if you can approach the problem correctly and explain your understanding and your approach to the interviewer that's something which is uh, more important yeah of course <clears throat> actually it boils down to the simple sentence that whenever a company is interviewing you they are looking for a person not just the skill other than the skill you have a lot to offer Correct. So it was a really fun conversation with you, Komal. And uh, what will be your final advice for all the aspiring software engineers and those who are actually pursuing that job right now? What will be your final line of advice? So uh, my final line of advice would be surround yourself with excellence. By excellence, I mean people who inspire you, who help you to grow, who uh, help uh, make you happy when you are low, who motivate you. who just uh, can't see you low at any point of time and if you are in a part uh, in a group like that just be that person yourself to that uh, to someone else mm-hmm. uh you will learn a lot from people technically behaviorally and every person will impact you in some or the other way when you zoom out as you said you will see that a person has impacted you and you are the person today you said something in an interview because some incident happened with you like for me also it happened we have this googliness uh, round wherein i was supposed to talk about some bugs and how would i uh, deal with them stuff like that and those were things that had happened to me throughout this journey of being the software engineer uh, at microsoft and that is how i could say don't try to fake it because the interviewers are not going yeah. to like uh, they are smart they understand when you try to fake it or anything like mm-hmm. that so your journey with people and you being a kind and empathetic person will open a lot many doors just keep up learning if you learning something sharing and uh, yeah that's great to hear keep growing that's really great to hear final question komal uh choose between these two google microsoft what actually <laughs> excites you more i'll i'll get uh, get sued by either of the companies <laughs> <laughs> we are going to keep it a secret don't worry we don't want an answer for that that the laugh was perfect for that <laughs> anyway this was really nice to hear from you and it's a really inspiring journey we wish to have you in the further episodes as well and we are sure that you are going to achieve something more in the future and we are going to need your inspiration for that thank you thank you for coming to the show thank you anirban for having me thank you for inspiring so many people to like just go beyond their monotonous life cut the monotony <laughs> and do something for uh, people around you like yeah. it's wonderful like that you started this podcast you're managing so many things wasn't like me who is just trenched into work <laughs> actually like uh, finds you as an inspiration oh. thank you thank you thank you that's the end of season 2 episode 1 of the panda explores podcast share it with your friends and family and let me know what did you learn from it 
we will be back with a new podcast till then stay home stay safe